Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Life's Opening Radio, roundup number 12. I'm your host, Ben Charles, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Uh, we're going to review SmackDown, April the 21st, 2023, Monday Night Raw, April 24th, 2023, AW Dynamite, April 26, 2023, and Friday Night SmackDown, April the 28th, 2023. I will not review the day two of the WWE draft until next roundup. So if you're wondering why, you know why. Uh, SmackDown, April 21st, 2023, from Columbus, Ohio. Oh boy, this show sucked. I'm not even 35 seconds into this show. This show sucked. Horrendous show this was. First of all, we had Xavier Woods and Guther. Xavier Woods getting a title shot when he's a fucking tag team guy. That pisses me off, number one. Number two, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, opening match of this show. They're on Monday Night Raw. They're Raw superstars. Why were they on this show? Don't ask me. Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest was your opening match. It was solid. I didn't care about this match too much because the LWO was going to lose this match neither neither way. So, in uh, very simpler terms, no one cares about the LWO. Very simple. The LWO is a money grab by WWE in order for the LWO to draw tickets and backlash. Remember... The LWO are fighting some parts of the Judgment Day at Backlash. So, if you're wondering why. Also, they announced on this show, Seth Rollins versus Omos at Backlash. By the way, quick reminder everybody, there is no heat for Omos. They have never interacted with each other, not one goddamn time, except for on Monday Night Raw, and that was it. There was no heat, there's no build for this match. We are literally two weeks away from Backlash and Seth Rollins and Omos has no fucking build for this match! None! Anyway, uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Santos, who is... Oh my god, I gotta talk about Santos. Santos Escobar, he looks really good in the ring. He's a very good wrestler. The one problem I have... He has been buried for the last three months. Three months Santos Escobar has been buried. Ever since the LWO, ever since they turned babyface, ever since then, they have been buried. Buried. Immediately on site, buried. These guys should be fighting Imperium, honestly, as far as I'm concerned. But then again, they won't do that. Or unless they are saving Santos and Gunther for SummerSlam. Which I would actually love to see a match like that. Unless they're doing that. Unfortunately, we're not going to get there because Santos Escobar has been fucking losing matches since he turned babyface. Why? Why has this man been losing? And he got pinned in this match. Damon Priest pinned Santos Escobar with the choke slam. That's it. Oh, you need to know. I gave this match a 5, logical 1, this was the second best thing on the entire show. Other than that, I did not care about the show, SmackDown, at all, under no shape or form. And we are immediately going to get into um, this next segment, oh my god, this next segment. Selena Vega with Adam Pearce. Selena Vega says the draft is next week and she wants Rhea Ripley at Backlash. She has to fight Ripley and, she, and Adam Pearce says it will be a hell of a match so he will speak to upper management. I hope that upper management is not Vince McMahon because with the way he's been booking this shit, this shit sucks. SmackDown for the last two weeks has been terrible. Karrion Cross cuts a promo. That's the, 
I'm a, let's calm down for a second. Karen Cross cuts a promo. <clears throat> he says, identity, it takes a lifetime to find. Another 1,000 lives to know is really yours. And then in three seconds, it can be destroyed. Karrion Cross asks Shinsuke Nakamura if he sees the superstar tarot cards on the table. Cross says he didn't hurt these people. He never hurt anyone in his life. It was the tarot cards. So how do we even know who we are until something is taken for us? He took Drew, Mag Drew McIntyre's temperament, Riddick Moss's joy. He actually was called Riddick Moss this time. Thank God he was called Riddick Moss. He took his joy, Rem Stereo's patience, and now he will look to take away Shinsuke Nakamura's honor. Cross says TikTok. And that's the end of the promo. Karrion Cross cut the best promo on this entire goddamn show. Unfortunately, the rest of this show, horrendous. There you go. The Viking Raiders versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Braun Strowman, still employed. Ricochet, still employed. Viking Raiders, still employed. Ivar, still employed. Eric, still employed. Valhalla, still employed. Jessica Carr, still employed. Jason Ayers, who may be a Get Off My TV Referee Award winner, still employed. Oh my God, was he terrible tonight. Jesus, God Almighty, he was awful. Anyway, all you need to know, this is also getting a no rating, by the way, because no one cared about this match. This was a rematch from probably two or three weeks ago. No one cared about this match. Why the fuck are they still feuding? And why the fuck is this on the show? Ricochet should be wrestling singles matches against somebody like Butch. Where has Butch been on TV? When was the last time Butch was on TV? February? Where the fuck has Pete Dunn been, huh? Fuck out of here. Moving on. No rating for this match. Braun Strowman and Ricochet won. All you need to know. Who cares? Not me. And since I'm already pissed off, I'm already in a horrible mood already because of this fucking awful show. It's time for our second daily double edition of what the fuck did they do to get title shots? Guys in the truck, before I slap y'all like Guther, hit my music. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of What the Fuck Did They Do To Get Title Shots? Question of the Week. What did Chelsea Green and Sonya Neville and Xavier Woods do to get WWE Championship matches? Here are your multiple choice answers at this time. 1. Lose matches. 2. Looked like jobbers. 3. Did nothing. 4. All of the above. You all have 10 seconds to figure this out. And, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of What the Fuck Did They Do To Get Title Shots? Question of the Week. What did Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville and Xavier Woods do to get WWE Championship matches? Here are your multiple choice answers once again. One, did nothing. Two, looked like jobbers. Three, lose matches. Four, all of the above. If you guys guessed all of the above, you are correct. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville should not get a fucking title shot because they haven't won a match. And the only team they have beaten is... Who? What did they? Who the hell did they beat last week on Raw? 
Um, Piper Niven, I believe. I believe they no, they beat Mia Yim and Candice LeRae last week. That is not a reason you should get a fucking title shot. Also, Xavier Woods, a tag team title, a tag team guy fighting Gunther on this show when he's fighting Gunther at Backlash for the Intercontinental Title. Who writes this shit? And that concludes another edition of what the fuck did they do to get title shots? Let's get back to the program and fuck Rick Knox. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. No rating. I'm not reviewing this match under no shape or form. This went nine minutes too long, and I like all four of these women, but Raquel Rodriguez cheated to win. She had her foot on the damn ropes. Raquel Rodriguez is not a heel. Liv Morgan is not a heel. I don't know. Don't ask me. This went nine minutes too long. It sucked. It was awful. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan won. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be honest with all of you. I don't hate neither four of these women. But the fact that they are getting a title shot before Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. But now I'm realizing now that Ronda Rousey is injured. I understand. I think. Um, because of uh, WrestleMania. I think. I'm not too sure. But if she is hurt, well, uh, yeah. But other than that, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville should not be fighting for the women's tag team titles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Can't do it. Xavier Woods, who was fighting Gunther at Backlash in two weeks for the Intercontinental title, fights Gunther for the Intercontinental title tonight. Why? Don't know. This was a solid match. This was a good match, actually. Um, Gunther hits a chop. Woods fights out of the corner with more chops, but Gunther chops him back. Uh, Gunther stands on Woods, and um, he beats his ass. Woods comes back with a rolling forearm. He has a drop kick. He takes out Gunther on the outside. That was cool. Uh, Gunther chops him after Xavier Woods goes to the top rope. Woods kicks Gunther in the face. He hits a leg drop for a two count. Gunther turns at Gunther goes for a power bomb after a sleeper hold, but Xavier Woods lands on his feet. He has a face buster. Gunther then gets right back up, and then they fight again. And Xavier Woods backslides Gunther for a two count. Xavier Woods stuns Gunther for another two count, but Gunther goes right back into a sleeper, and Xavier Woods passes out after three minutes of this nonsense. Gunther retains the Intercontinental title. Xavier Woods is being buried. He is not winning a single title in WWE for as long as he is in the company. And I have nothing but absolute respect but for Xavier Woods. But that does not mean you should be fighting Gunther for the Intercontinental title. Where is Santos Escobar? Where is Shinsuke Nakamura? Where is Rich Holland? Where is Sheamus? Where is Drew McIntyre? Nowhere to be found on this show. I gave this match a 6, and Logic a 5. This was the best thing on the entire show, except the main event. Solo Skull versus Matt Riddle. This was a good street fight, good no-DQ match. This was cool. Uh, but Matt Riddle lost again. Y'all know, know what this is leading to. He's not Solo Skull is not losing before Backlash, and Matt Riddle can take a loss. So apparently, uh, that's that. Um, Solo Skull hits the Samoan Spike for the win. Jey Uso got involved. Jimmy Uso got involved. You know, the typical stuff, typical bloodline BS. Solo Score wins. The Usos jump Matt Riddle. They hit the 1D on Matt Riddle through a table, and that was that. So, there you go. SmackDown, not a good show. Unimportant show. But, hey, there was a couple good things on the show. I can say that. But it was not a good show. We're going to immediately go into Monday Night Raw, April 24th, 2023, from Chicago, Illinois. Cody Rose cuts a promo. 
Cody Rhodes praises Brock Lesnar for his UFC accomplishments. He says that's ironic as Lesnar waited to get the drop on him when his back was turned. He takes off um, his um, collar elbow. He takes off his collar. He takes out his tie. He takes off his um, dress shirt. Cody Rhodes shows the torn pec scar that he has. Um, the last time he was in Chicago, it was at Hell in a Cell 2022. So there you go. Um, he says Lesnar hasn't, er hasn't learned anything from this scar. Uh, Cody gives thanks to the fans in Chicago. Judgment Day come out. Finn Balor, who's been losing matches as of late. For every one Judgment Day win, there are five Judgment Day losses. It's like the Simpsons running gag, pretty much, except it's worse. Finn Balor knows Cody got screwed against Roman at WrestleMania 39, and he knows how that feels. Finn says Cody sc got screwed because he had no one to watch his back. Finn, said, Finn knows that's why Cody picked Lesnar to team with, but he trusted the wrong man. Cody interrupts him and he thought there was a immense respect here, but he's only thinking about Brock. So whatever Finn is selling, he's not buying. Uh, Cody says the Judgment Day would be unstoppable. Yeah, they would be unstoppable if, we, if they weren't fucking losing matches on Piece of Shit's Monday Night Raw. And they did lose tonight. Finn says Cody made a mistake at WrestleMania. Finn praises, goes on praising his stablemates. Yes, he praises Damian Priest, of course. Rhea Ripley, of course. And then he praises Dominic Mysterio. Get off my TV, Dominic Mysterio. Finn says this is a real pity, a real shame, because you're either with the Judgment Day or against him. Um, Finn says watch your back because someday he will slap the bleach out of Cody Rhodes' head. Of course he does. Um, Cody says he was clear three hours ago. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait just a goddamn minute. Wait a minute. So Cody Rhodes says he was cleared three hours ago. But last week he was not clear. Who is writing this garbage? Cody Rhodes was not cleared last week, but he destroyed approximately 45 to 55 security guards in a row. Fuck off. The Bloodline versus the LWO. The LWO lose again. But this was a good match, though. Don't get me wrong. But they lost again. Joaquin Wild starts the match against Jey Uso. Jimmy tags in. The Usos beat up Joaquin Wild. Solo tags in. He hits a back elbow. <clears throat> Joaquin Wild dodges a double team by the Usos. Santo and Cruz del Toro with double drop kicks. Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro, they hit dives on the Usos. Santo is a dive on the opposite side of the ring sending solo into the announce table which was cool um they pose in the ring the lwo the lwo are over don't get me wrong but they have been losing matches they can't buy a win the lwo santos gets whooped by jimmy uso cruz del toro takes out jimmy uh cruz del toro goes for a phoenix splash but jay flies in to break it up santos sends jay on the floor jay sends him on the outside um, Joaquin Wild pulls Jey Uso back to the floor. Solo attacks him. He destroys Joaquin Wild. Of course he does. Cruz del Toro rocks Jimmy Uso with two Enziguris. Cruz del Toro goes to the top. Solo distracts the referee, who looked like a fucking goon in that moment. Jay then distracts the referee. Solo hits the Simone Spike while Cruz del Toro's in midair. 1D on Cruz del Toro and the Bloodline win. I gave this match a 6 and Logical 5. There you go. <clears throat> After the match, the bloodline stand tall as the music hits. Jay Uso talks. He, he, he says they let. He, <clears throat> he says the longest reigning tag team champions had one bad night at WrestleMania. 
They let the bloodline down. But guess what? Jimmy declares they will win back the titles on SmackDown, and they're dedicating the win to the Tribal Chief. Kathy Kelly backstage with Bianca Belair. Uh, Bianca Belair says uh, she's fighting EO Sky Backlash. Cool. Bella says she's, a sky she's excited. Of course she is. EO Sky has proven she's a worthy competitor. But as she said before, she stays ready, so she don't. Damage control interrupts her. Why? Don't know. Um, also, why are they feuding? Why is Bailey talking? I don't know. Bailey talks, but she taunts Bianca Belair. She goes on how she can't hang with EO Sky. EO Sky interrupts. She lashes out at Bailey in Japanese. She cusses her out in Japanese. She's probably telling her to shut the fuck up, Bailey. I don't need you speaking for me. Bailey says um, EO Sky wants to fight Bianca Belair tonight. Bianca is down, but Bailey informs her it will be damage control versus. So it's a six man, six woman tag. Um, Bianca Belair wants to face EO Sky, and she says that's okay. So EO Sky walks off, and there you go. Jade also backstage talking on the phone with someone. Jaden finishes the call. He sees Sami Zayn wants watching him, and he asks Sami what he wants. Sami says he can't believe the Usos are dedicating the win to Roman and not doing it for themselves. Sami says he and Kevin Owens are not losing tag team titles. So what will happen with Reigns when the Usos lose? Sami says it won't be good, and the Usos don't deserve that. Jay asks Sami why he cares, and Sami says he feels bad. Jay also tells him not to. Don't worry about what's going on over here. You made your choice, and like it or not, I did too. Okay. Uh, we got a video package on Trish Stratus. It was awful. I don't care. Oh, by the way, she did cut a promo. Trish says she has a little secret. Lynch is not doing so good right now. She previously confided, confided, confided in Trish and said she was having a hard time being at the top of the women's division while also being the man and the mom at once. Ha ha, of course. Trish says she also has these things going on in her life, but she's thriving unlike Becky Lynch. I'm, I'm sure she is. Um, Trish saw Becky Lynch cracking under pressure. She decided to take her out of her misery, and Becky Lynch should be should be sitting at home watching and saying thank you instead. And uh, there you go. Street Profits versus Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. This was a good match, but it went six minutes. I gave this match a five, logical one, because the Street Profits were going to win, plus... Why is Sean Benjamin Cedric Alexander on TV when they're not the Hurt Business? I would have had Bobby Lashley come out and uh, recruit those two men into the Hurt Business. So, there you go. That's what I would have done. Well, I don't know. Anyway, Montez Ford hit the Frog Splash on Cedric Alexander for the 1-2-3. This match went five minutes. I gave this match a... I'll give it a five and logical one. Triple H announces the World Heavyweight Championship. That's right. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship is back. No more big gold belt. It is a modified version of the World Heavyweight Championship. And a new championship will be crowned at Night of Champions, May 27th, which we, me, Cabo, will review. So there you go. Um, Triple H cuts a promo. He says he had the incredible privilege of competing in front of the fans standing in the ring at wrestlemania 22 to defend the wwe title against john cena and now he has the incredible privilege of ensuring everyone it it is all all it can be for generations going forward which is why he's here to talk about roman reigns triple h points out roman reigns is coming up on a thousand days he calls it incredible and unheard of in the modern era then comments on how reigns has retained against some of the best and after being in the business for 30 years he can't think of many in, who can hang in the ring with Roman Reigns. 
uh, Reigns did something very smart. He negotiated himself into a position where he didn't have to defend the title that frequently. Triple H doesn't blame Roman, and while that is great for Reigns, it is not that great for the company, and the company and the fans deserve more. He says the fans need more than that, which is why he said the draft will change WWE at its core. He says when Reigns get drafted to SmackDown or Raw, he will take his current title with him and stay there while the other brand determines a new champion. Which is why I am going to immediately about to go on a rant on this. Because this is fucking retarded. Number one. Number one. Roman Reigns is WWE and Universal Champion. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Don't even, or don't interrupt me. Let me get this straight. So Roman Reigns is WWE Champion and also Universal Champion at the same time, right? So what are you guys saying? Why did Triple H say... Whatever brand he's drafted on, he will have to go to that brand and have that specific title. So are we retiring the WWE Championship? Is that what we're doing? I mean, unless SmackDown is having the new World Championship, I wouldn't mind that at all. I would love that, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, we can have the WWE Championship on Raw, the big, the modified WWE World Heavyweight Championship on SmackDown. But why are we stripping Roman Reigns of one of the goddamn titles when the titles should have been unified in the first place? This is what the fuck y'all get for not unifying the women's fucking tag team titles. This is what you get for not unifying the tag team titles. And this is what you get for not unifying the world titles. This is what you get. This is what happens when Roman Reigns gets stripped of one of the titles because of stupid fucking bullshit. This is why. These titles should have been unified in the first place. Instead, it was not. But everybody is saying, everyone was saying on the social media, right? Everyone was saying, oh, they should not oh, um, Roman should have both belts on him. He should not be beaten. Unify the titles. I've been saying this for the last year now. Unify the belts. It's not hard. This fucking, this fucking company pisses me off. What fucking illogical bullshit. Unreal! Come on, man! Lord, I'm sweating over here! This is ridiculous! Let me calm down, everybody. Jeez. I almost lost my voice on that. My God. Kathy Kelly with the Judgment Day. Oh, my God. Kathy Kelly, by the way, had four segments on this show. Why? I don't know. Kathy Kelly with the Judgment Day. She wants to talk to Damien Priest, but he's with Finn and Dominic. Finn asks Damien Priest if he's invincible. Um, Damien Priest tells Finn to go get ready for his match. He asks Priest about being about Bad Bunny being on Raw. Damien Priest thinks it's great. He's here to promote his role as Backlash host. Damien Priest comments on Bad Bunny's music success, and he's had some, some he had some success when Damien Priest had his back. Damien Priest says he doesn't go to Coachella to get in Bunny's business, so he shouldn't do the same to Damien Priest tonight. So, Dominic says Bad Bunny can watch Damien Priest take care of Ray, which ended in a fucking DQ, and I gave it a no rating, and Bad Bunny beat the shit out of Damien Priest in the main event, after, like, the main event. So, there you go. That's all you need to know. It went nine minutes, it was a DQ, 
No rating. It sucked. And both men lost. Actually, Dom Damian Priest lost by DQ. There you go. We got a hype video for Bronson Reed. He says no one who can compete with him. No one is as strong, as fast, or as powerful. They all worry about being popular, but Lee just wants to win and beat people. He tells them to keep posting for selfies and kissing babies because none can measure up to him. But yes, Bronson Reed last week was calling himself Mr. Nice Guy. Now Triple H is booking this show, and now he wants to beat people up. I don't think anybody is now taking Bronson Reed serious now. And that is a fucking goddamn shame. Damage Control versus Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Bianca Belair. Why was this a match? This fucking six-woman tag. I mean, it was a good match, don't get me wrong. But um, other than that, the champions were not going to lose this match. And uh, yeah, that was that. I, this match went ten minutes. It was fine. Um, I gave it a six. Logic, I gave it a two. Because why was this a match? Why was this on the show? Uh, I don't know. Don't ask me. Oh, before that, we have another promo. Jay, Jay talks to Sami Zayn. He ran. Jay, Jay talks to Jimmy Uso. He says he ran into Sami Zayn in Hall. Jimmy Uso is upset. He tells Jay to leave Sami alone because he's nothing but mind games. Jay tells him to think about what happens if they don't win. It won't be good. Jimmy is fired up now, saying they will win for Roman. There you go. Um, six woman tag. Damage control. Lost again to Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, they promote. Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed versus Bobby Lashley. And Austin Theory's in the ring. Austin Theory cuts a promo. He says he goes on about where is his respect. He points to the new World Heavyweight Championship on display at ringside. He says Triple H should be putting it around his waist because he already deserves it. <laughs> yeah, Austin Theory deserves the World Heavyweight title. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not a future world champion, but right now, <laughs> oh man, Austin Theory, a fucking comedian, bro. You're not winning the world title on the Triple H, bro. What are you doing, bro? What are you smoking backstage? Because I don't want it. Oh my goodness. Give me a break. He says, um, Theory says he's the guy who pinned John Cena at WrestleMania. The fans boo. Bobby Lashley is smiling. He comes out to the ring. Lashley says his only problem with Theory is that Theory is holding his title. Uh, excuse me, quote-unquote, his title. Give me a break. Lashley asked, when is Theory going to start stepping up and accepting all challenges and not running away? Theory says, uh, excuse yeah, Theory mouth back at him. Lashley says, Theory is young and tough, so are you lazy or just scared? So, Theory attacks Lashley. Bronson Reed comes out. So they double-team on Bobby Lashley at ringside. Theory holds Lashley into the ring post, and then Bronson Reed destroys Bobby Lashley. They bring Lashley into the ring and Theory, Austin Theory hits the ATL. Austin Theory stands over Lashley and talks trash, but he turns around into an, a big time splash from Reed and then a senton, which was cool. Reed hits the tsunami on Austin Theory and the fans cheered, by the way. And uh, Bronson Reed raises the title belt. So uh, we are building up Bronson Reed. But the question is now, is Bronson Reed a babyface now? Um, that's my question. Because the fans cheered for Bronson Reed when he attacked Austin Theory. So, is Bronson Reed babyface? Is he a heel? Is he a tweener? What's going on? I don't know what the fuck he is. I'm just saying. I'm just asking questions. Just asking questions. 
Oh boy, this next segment. Oh my god. Get this off TV. Elias, still employed. Rick Boogs, still employed. Chad Gable, still employed. Otis, still employed. Maxine Dupree, still employed. Ali, still employed. These six goons, get off my television. I'm saying this one time and one time only. Elias and Rick Boogs talking backstage. Rick Boogs is stressed out over the WWE draft and everything else going on when nothing is going on for Rick Boogs at all. This, by the way, Elias said last week he is going to be the number one pick in the WWE draft. <laughs> oh man, Elias, the first pick. <laughs> And then, and then, there's more, there's more, there's more. Rick Books, he said he was going to be a lottery pick in the WWE draft. He's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. I'm sorry. I just found it so funny. And then to add on to the laughter, Mustafa Ali says he's going to be a future world champion. <laughs> oh man, y'all are fucking comedians, man. Y'all are fucking comedians, bro. What are y'all, Kevin Hart? What are y'all, huh? Y'all think y'all that funny, huh? Y'all, what are y'all, Burt Kershiser? Who? You guys are fucking comedians, man. Oh my goodness, you guys are funny. Oh man. Oh man, Mustafa Ali is not going to be a future world champion, especially under Triple H now because Mustafa Ali has not won a match in the last uh 4 months. Yeah, 4 months. Elias hasn't won a match since November. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, man, y'all fucking comedians, man. I'm not going over the rest of this segment. I don't care. Chad Gable versus Mustafa Ali. This went four minutes. No rating because Chad Gable lost for the 2,989th time. That's all you need to know. Oh, by the way, Mustafa Ali says he's positively... Oh, excuse me. Hold on. <clears throat> positive Ali. Yeah, positively yeah, positively fucking garbage is Mustafa Ali right now with the way he's being booked. Yes, and also, Mustafa Ali, can you positive Ali your ass off by television? Please, take him, Elias, Rick Books, all of these fucking goons off TV. Take them with you. No rating for this match at all. This went four minutes and Mustafa Ali rolled up Chad Gable. That's all you need to know. Next match. Oh, excuse me. Next segment. Seth Rollins talks to Omas. Seth Rollins and Omas stare down. They have a match at Backlash, by the way, if, I, if you haven't noticed. So, um, Seth says he's not afraid of Omas, and he wants to conquer Omas, and he wants and he will beat him at Backlash, and that's all you need to know. Seth Rollins cut a decent promo. But um, other than that, no one cares about Seth Rollins and Omas. What the fuck are they doing fighting, and what the fuck are they doing having a match at Backlash? On this C-level pay-per-view Backlash. All right. 
Jimmy Uso talking to Sami Zayn again. He says, Kevin Owens will turn on you when he will when we beat y'all for the titles again on SmackDown. And we will prove that you messed up by turning on the bloodline. So Jimmy Uso talking to Sami Zayn more. And he's uh you know, he's being a complete heel here. So there you go. And as I already said, the main event, Ray Mysterio versus Damian Priest. No rating. It sucked. It was a DQ. Judgment Day lost by DQ again. And uh, Bad Bunny came out. He destroyed Damian Priest with a kendo stick after the match. That's all you need to know. Uh, Damian Priest and Bad Bunny in a street fight on Backlash, which we will review. And um, yeah, there you go. And that's the end of Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw was decent. Um, was it better than last week? I would say... Mm, yeah, way better than last week. I, I will say it's better than last week. But other than that, Monday Night Raw, unimportant show except the uh, WWE World Heavyweight title being revealed, which looks great, by the way. I can confirm. It looks great. All right, everybody, that's SmackDown and Raw. We're going to review AEW Dynamite right after this. This episode of Rope Break is interrupted to advertise Lux Open Radio certified bangers. A roller coaster of music consisting of drum and bass. Sunday afternoon on Spotify. Back to your regular scheduled programming. Everybody, we're going to move into AEW Dynamite April the 26th, 2023 from the FLA Live Arena in Sunrise, Florida, the home of the Florida Panthers. And we have our first match for the International Championship. Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, still employed, versus Bandito, who has not been on fucking TV in the last three months. Something is horribly wrong. Bandito needs to be back in Ring of Honor. What the fuck is Bandito doing in AEW? Why has he not been on Ring of Honor as of late? I don't know why. Uh, this was a good match, though. Don't get me wrong. No disrespect. But once again, did this really need to happen? Not necessarily. Um, Bandito and 
Orange Cassidy, they go back and forth. They had a nice little exchange in the opening match. Cassidy hit a Hurricane Rana, then a drop kick. Bandito caught Cassidy, who was attempting for a dive on Bandito. Bandito dropped Orange onto the barricade. Bandito drove his shoulder into Orange's midsection in the corner. He hit a stretch muffler, but Cassidy gets a rope break. Uh, Bandito flew over the top rope with a another dive. Bandito chops at Cassidy's chest. He hit a super kick, then a pump kick. Knocked Cassidy into the ropes. Orange hits a diving cross body. Orange then knocked Bandito on the outside into the barricade with an elbow. An elbow dive into Bandito. Bandito lured Orange back into the ring. He rocked him with another super kick. Bandito with a one-arm suplex, which was cool. Then he hit a cutter, which was cool for a near fall. Bandito trapped... Bandito hit a frog splash for another near fall. Orange rolled up Bandito with a mousetrap. Bandito escaped, but then Orange Cassidy randomly hits the beach break for the win. Um, I gave this match a seven. Logic, I'll give it a, I'll give it a two. That's the best I can give because, I mean, the chain wrestling I can understand, but there was no psychology for this match whatsoever. It was like, it was like they didn't focus on a specific body part, which. If you guys have been wondering why I've been giving low ratings on these um, certain on these certain matches, it's because there's no psychology in some of these matches. In AEW, psychology is absolutely, particularly non-existent, and it angers me to my core. But I'll give this match a seven. Logic a two. That's the best I can give this match. Good match. Good opening match. Bandito's finally on TV, but Bandito needs to be back in Ring of Honor. If y'all have no plans. For Bandito, respectfully, put him in Ring of Honor. That's all I got. Jeff Jarrett versus Dax Harwood. Oh my fucking god. This match. Jeff Jarrett still employed on my fucking TV. Fucking Jesus fucking Christ. Y'all gonna give me a fucking mental breakdown over here. Jeff Jarrett still employed. Jay Lethal still on fucking TV. And Jay Lethal would beat Cash Wheeler on Rampage. Why is FTR losing in singles matches? I want to know. I genuinely want to know. FTR should not be fucking losing singles matches. They are tag team champions. They should not be losing singles individual matches against these four fucking goons. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, with Sanjay Dutt. I'm not giving this a no rating, however, but I will say Dax Harwood did lose this match because of Sanjay Dutt. That's what happened. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Why? Why? Why is this even fucking happening? Jeff Jarrett beating Dax Harwood for no goddamn reason. Unfucking believable. Anyway, Jeff Jarrett held Dax Harwood's title after the match. He actually, yeah, Sanjay Dutt held down Dax Hallwood's foot, and um, that was the win. It happened. Oh my fucking god. Jeff Jarrett sucks. Sanjay Dutt, get off my fucking TV. And by the way, Renee Paquette had fucking five segments on this show. Five segments. That's enough. I gave this match a six. Logic one. Actually zero. Never mind that shit. Fuck out of here. Wrestling six. Logic zero. Tony Khan has an announcement. The Owen Hart Cup is back. 
It will be at Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. The tournament will be held in Canada. So, um, yeah. Oh, the opening ceremonies of the O&R Cup will take place at Double or Nothing. The tournament will be held in Canada. Um, the tournament finals will take place in Owen's hometown of Calgary. So the O&R Cup is back, everybody. Warlord versus Ariel Levy. Who the fuck is Ariel Levy? No rating. This went 30 seconds. Who gave a fuck? I didn't care. And you didn't care. No rating. Arn Anderson cut a promo. Arn Anderson says, I've been in this business for 40 years, and I've been walking these halls for three years. It's ironic that tomorrow, excuse me, um, last week was the NFL draft. You get a good team and a good pick and create a dynasty. Wardlow, you are the dynasty in AEW, but there are a couple things you need to agree with me on. Sometimes you'll need to pull a guy's eye out or bite a thumb off. Maybe you'll have to pick up a chair and crack somebody over the head. Christian Cage comes out. Luchasaurus stares him down. So, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus are staring down Wardlow. So, Luchasaurus versus Wardlow down the line. I don't want to see that match under no shape or form. First of all, Luchasaurus has not wrestled a fucking match in the last, oh, I don't know, six months? But we're giving this guy a TNT Championship match. Oh, because he's big. Just because he's fucking near six foot... He's six foot fucking five is Luchasaurus. Just because he's that fucking tall does not mean he gets a fucking championship match. Unfucking believable. Oh, um, before we go into our next thing, Renee Paquette interviewed Adam Cole. And as I said earlier on, Renee Paquette had five segments on this goddamn show. Um, Adam Cole says, here's the deal, he's gonna call out Chris Jericho. Um, and then she interviews Darby Allen and Jungle Boy, who are about to have our next match. And, um, there you go. They, uh, have back and forth. Renee Paquette with Sammy Guevara. As I said earlier on, Renee Paquette had five segments on this goddamn show. Um, Sammy Guevara was about to speak, but MJF interrupted him. People are saying, Sammy, that I'm a coward and I politics Tony Khan. Sammy Guevara says, people are saying that you paid me to lay down is ruining the sanctity of this sport, but they both didn't care. They hugged. Apparently, Sammy Guevara and MJF are fucking best friends now. Weren't these motherfuckers feuding last year? If I'm not mistaken, about a year and a half ago? And back in 2021, weren't they fucking feuding? <laughs> I don't know. The winner... Oh, um, this match... The Four Pillars Tournament Final, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. The winner of this match was to face MJF at Double or Nothing, but Tony Khan made it a fatal four-way match instead after the match. So, um, there you go, everybody. A fatal four-way match at Double or Nothing. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. Fatal four-way match, and, uh, there you go. By the way... Your referee for the opening match was Stefan Smith. Stefan Smith, get off TV. And your referee for this match was Paul fucking Turner, who's a fucking goon. Paul Turner stinks. All right, um, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Sammy slapped Darby. He had a side headlock. Sammy with a drop kick. Sammy. Um, hit a knee to Darby's back, which was cool. Darby was looking for a German, but Sammy used a low blow while the referee was distracted. Paul Turner, who's a fucking goon, 
Paul Turner, by the way, still employed. Ty Mello, who came out for no fucking reason, was still employed. And who's still employed, by the way. She came out for no goddamn reason, distracted Darby Allen. Excuse me, Ty Guevara. I, excuse me for the, uh, miss, you know, excuse me for the misnaming here, but Jesus fucking Christ, this shit sucked. And it ended in a fucking DQ. No rating. This went fucking eight minutes too long. No rating, DQ finish. Horrible. And as I mentioned earlier on, um, Fatal 4-Way match, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, MJF, and Sammy Guevara made official through Tony Schiavone, who he hates both Sammy Guevara and MJF. So there you go. Adam Cole comes out to the ring. He calls out Jericho. Jericho comes out. Jericho says, you want me to come to the ring and fight you? Oh, actually, no, excuse me. Jericho was on the, the Titantron, the giant screen, the big screen. He says, you want me to come down to the ring and fight you? I don't want to come anywhere near you. A man who let the love of his life get beaten. Adam Cole was handcuffed last week. And you and Jericho says, a man who let the love of his life get beaten. You did nothing to stop it. Daniel Garcia handcuffed Adam Cole last week. Does Jericho have fucking retrograde amnesia? What the fuck is going on? Daniel Garcia handcuffed this man last week. The fuck were you watching, Jericho? Fuck out of here. Anyway, Jericho... Oh my fucking god. I gotta do this. I'm doing this for the third time today. Matt Menard, still employed. Angelo Gar Angelo Parker. If I say this man if I say this man's name one more time. Oh my god, I hate this man. Hot hand of garbage. Angelo Parker. Still employed. Jake Hager, still employed. Darren Garcia, still employed. Chris Jericho, unfortunately, in this fucking Goon ass stable, still employed. Ty Mello, Ty Guevara, whatever her fucking name is, still employed. Anna J, still employed. By the way, Anna J had a match against Ashley D'Amboise. Ashley D'Amboise on Rampage. It was fucking horrible. It went five minutes. It was terrible. Orange Cassidy and Bandito came out for no goddamn reason. They helped out the they helped out Adam Cole. Roderick Strong is back, everybody. Yes, that's right. Roderick Strong is in AEW. Great. But no Kyle O'Reilly because he's still hurt. So um, we might as well get the OG Undisputed Era anyway. Because if anything, Strong, O'Reilly, and Adam Cole, they are, they were the Undisputed Era. We might as well get them back. The Undisputed Elite. We might as well get them back. But I don't know what we, but we can't call them really the Undisputed Elite necessarily. I mean, I mean, I don't know if we're going to call them Paradigm or something like that. I don't know. There was, there, I mean, there was a rumor last year. Yeah, last year in 2022, there was a rumor that there was going to be called Paradigm, but they settled on the Undisputed Elite. So, I don't know. <laughs> Roger Strong is back. He destroyed the Jericho Appreciation Society by his goddamn self. He hit the end of heartache on somebody. I don't know if it was Matt Menard. No, it was Darren Garcia. I apologize. It was the backbreaker, and uh, that was that. Roger Strong takes out the Jericho Appreciation Society by himself, and this match made official for next week, which we will review on the roundup. Orange Cassidy, still employed. Bandito, still employed. Adam Cole, I will not say still employed, but he is a very valuable asset. I don't know why is this match happening. Adam Cole, Roger Strong, Orange Cassidy, and Bandito versus Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, and Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker. Why the fuck is this a match? 
Who writes this garbage? And by the way, next week, AEW Dynamite is in Baltimore, Maryland. And y'all know how I feel about Baltimore, Maryland. Fucking goons. This next segment, get off my fucking TV. QT Marshall, another QTV segment. Get this shit off TV. Jay Cargo versus Taya Valkyrie. This went three minutes. There you go. That's all you need to know. Actually, I, I lied. This went five minutes. That's worse. Jay Cargo versus Ty Valkyrie. Jay hit a Canadian Destroyer. Cargo looked for Jaded. Ty hit a double stomp. Ty was about to use um, Jay Cargo's own move, but Jay Cargo then rolled up Ty Valkyrie, pinned her, and Ty Valkyrie lost. Why did Ty Valkyrie need to lose this match? Ty Valkyrie, who just debuted. Literally a month ago, she loses to Jay Cargo. Why? I, I'm going to ask this one time and one time only. Why the fuck is there not any kind of divisions for AEW? I want to know. There should be a TBS championship division for the women. There should be a women's championship division for the women. There should be a tag team division. There should be a TNT title division. There should be an all, excuse me, international championship division for Orange Cassidy, for all the guys he can fight. That way, all the guys who should be on fucking TV can actually finally get on fucking TV. That's what I would do. Instead, AEW is just, they're just all over the fucking place at this fucking rate. And by the way... Jay Cargo and Taya Valkyrie was the semi-main event of this fucking show. Fuck off! Brett Baker and Jamie Hayter, they talk to the outclass. Excuse me, the outcast. Jamie Hayter says, you've declared war. The only way this will end, if you, it, the only way this ends is if you send us to the morgue. So, uh, Jay Cargo. Why am I saying Jade Cargo? Jade, why is Jade Cargo on my mind all of a sudden? That match is getting a no rating. What the fuck, y'all? The fuck is why is she on my mind? Jamie Hader, excuse me. She caught actually a decent promo on the show, so I can't complain. Oh boy, this main event. Oh my god, this fucking main event. Kenny Omega versus and excuse me, Kenny Omega and Kanosuke. Kanosuke Takeshita with Don Callis versus The Butcher and The Blade, who are finally on fucking TV in the main event of the show, but they lost. I I'm going to say this one time and one time only. Can The Butcher and The Blade please get away from Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford? They are doing absolutely nothing for these guys right here. Also, why is The Bunny not on fucking TV? That's my question. What the fuck is going on? Why is the bunny not on fucking TV? Why? What the fuck is going on? Is she hurt? Is Allie taking a, a leave of absence? Is she pregnant? Is she going through some shit? Some mental health issues? What the fuck is going on? Why is the bunny not on TV? She should have been here in this match. Give me a fucking break. The Butcher and Blade are finally on fucking TV, but they lost in a matter of fucking nine minutes. And Takesha pinned the Butcher. So the Butcher and the Blade 
who are in the main event of this show that just came back on fucking TV after fucking three weeks and they lose. What the fuck are you doing, Tony Khan? Brian Danielson grabs a microphone. Danielson talks. He cuts a promo. He says, I see one pro wrestler in the ring who grabbed the pin and one amateur who looked like his best days are behind him. And right next to him, I see a prodigy. If he trained with the Blackpool Comic Club, he would be a world beater. Moxley, Willie Yuta, and Claudio, they ambush Kenny Omega, and they take out Takeshita as well. Young Bucks came out, and they hit super kicks. Takeshita stopped Kenny Omega for some fucking reason. I don't know why the fuck Takeshita stopped Kenny. Omega was going to use a screwdriver on John Moxley. Takeshita stops Kenny Omega. Why? That was fucking stupid. Mox shoved Takeshita into Kenny Omega then, and then he hit the paradigm shift on Kenny Omega. Blackpool Comic Club beat the shit out of Kenosuke Takeshita. And um, Takeshita got busted open with a fucking screwdriver. And that was the end of the show, everybody. AW Dynamite, was this a good show? Absolutely fucking not. Dax Harwood, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, lost on this fucking show for no goddamn reason. Bandito lost for no goddamn reason. Sammy Guevara won by DQ over Darby Allen for no goddamn reason. And the Butcher and the Blade just came back on TV after fucking three weeks. And all of a sudden, they fucking lose in the main event of this show. Who writes this shit? All right, everybody, that's Dynamite. Fuck out of here. Horrendous AEW Dynamite. I'm sorry. Booking issues all over the place. Jay Cargill being the semi-main event when no one asked for her to be in the semi-main event. Sammy, Sammy and Darby should have been semi-main event. That would have made a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Horrendous Dynamite. Friday Night SmackDown, April 28th, 2023. The WWE Draft. We're live from, um, where were we live tonight? Where were we? Oh, we were live in, um, somewhere from the American Bank Center. I have no idea where the hell that is. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Who cares? Anyway, the WWE Draft, April 28th, 2023. The WWE Draft, night one. So, Triple H comes out. He does his typical, are you ready thing. He introduces everybody. He says, SmackDown will get the first pick. Of course they do. So, anyway, SmackDown picks Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa all in the same um, breath. Which I am cool with that. But now I have a question. Why didn't the Usos get drafted? You were better off drafting the Bloodline. Apparently, three guys can just fit as one pick. Why is the WWE draft like this? There were four picks in... Like, the WWE draft in the first round. There were four picks in the first round. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not a WWE draft. That's not a WWE draft. There are four picks in each round of the goddamn draft. Fucking ridiculous. Oh, but, oh, we were live in Corpus Christi, Texas. I'm sorry. I, I apologize to all the people in Corp, Corpus Christi, Texas. I apologize. The Blonde Lions on SmackDown. So there you go. Next pick, Cody Rhodes to Monday Night Raw. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, is going to SmackDown. So something tells me that um, EO Sky is going to be the Raw Women's Champion at Backlash. Which I actually don't mind. I would love that decision. Except that EO Sky will definitely have to break away from Bailey 
and damage control. So I think that's where they're going to go with that. But other than that, Bianca Belair is going to be on SmackDown. And some people are saying Bianca Belair is going to have to swap titles with the SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. Why the fuck would she swap titles with Rhea Ripley when there's no fucking reason for this fucking draft to begin with? And there's only four picks in the first round of this WWE draft. Um, guys, y'all could have had more picks in the first round. Y'all do realize that, right? Fuck out of here. Becky Lynch goes to Raw. And that concludes the first round. There you go. Jimmy and Jay Uso come out. They cut a promo. Jimmy Uso says they know Reigns have not been happy with them. They haven't heard from Roman since WrestleMania. And they'll be dedicating tonight's victory to Roman. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out. Sami Zayn gets chatted. Sami Zayn says he's not here to talk some sense into them or talk them into anything. He just wants to say one last thing. Um, have you guys been... Uh, I don't mean to stop here. You guys have been realizing that Sami Zayn has been talking way too much before this big match. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they're in the main event of the show anyway. Why is Sami Zayn constantly talking to the Usos? Sami Zayn made his decision and he's still talking to the Usos. So he still feels bad about leaving the bloodline. So why the fuck is this happening to begin with? This is why this is why um, Josh's idea was much better. He wanted Jimmy, Jay, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn to all help out Cody Rhodes. That was his idea. And with the way this is being booked right now with Sami Zayn constantly talking to the Usos every week, Sami Zayn has nothing to prove to the fucking Usos. The only thing he has to prove is... That Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the only thing that he has to prove, the only thing he has to prove is that he is here for Kevin Owens. That is the only thing he needs to prove. This is why Josh's idea is way much better. Anyway, that was that. Um, I'm not really going to go over the rest of the first. I'm not really going over this promo because it's better if you guys see it for yourself. So anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, next. Butch versus LA Knight. This match was great. I, I've been shitting a lot on LA Knight as of late, but he did put on a good match and he got the win on this show against Butch. Okay, great. Awesome. It was awesome. Butch versus LA Knight. Um, this was a good match. Um, LA Knight. Butch kicks it. Actually, Butch was kicking LA's Knight's ass for the first three minutes of this match. But then LA Knight, he pulls Butch into the ropes. And then he has a back suplex on the apron, which was cool. And we go to commercial break. LA Knight knee, knees Butch in the back. Butch rocks him with a forearm. He gets an enziguri. Butch then stomps on his hands and he kicks him in the back of the head for a near, for a near fall. LA Knight rolls out of the ring. He has some, Butch hits a moonsault and he gets him back in the ring. Butch goes to the top rope. Nice cuts him off. Knight goes for a superplex. Butch then snaps the fingers. He snaps his fingers. Of course he does. Knight then does the Sheldon Benjamin spot, which was cool. LA Knight does a magnificent superplex. This was the best thing on this entire show, except the main event. He did a great superplex. If you guys have not seen the superplex from LA Knight, y'all need to go back and watch that superplex. That superplex was awesome. LA Knight gets Butch in the torture rack. Butch lands on his feet. LA Knight then boots Butch in the face for a two count. 
Butch then comes, he does a comeback, he takes Knight down, but Knight, um, he goes to the bottom rope, Knight then rolls out of the ring, he drives Butch shoulder first into the ring post, and then his blunt force trauma, which is, um, LA Knight's finisher, for the win, one, two, three, and Butch loses, so, with the brawling brutes being drafted to Monday Night Raw, so, uh, yeah, no more Butch on SmackDown, which is a fucking shame, I wonder how fucking the brawling brutes are gonna be booked this time, because, uh, most of the time on SmackDown, they were booked like fucking losers. And I'm sorry. No disrespect to Sheamus, no disrespect to Rich Holland, no disrespect to Butch, but y'all were booked like losers for the last seven months when y'all were on SmackDown. I'm sorry. I gave this match a seven. Logic, I'll give it a five. This was a good match. Uh, and that's all I got to say about that. Paul Heyman, uh, Paul Heyman with the Usos. He says, everyone thinks that the Usos are getting drafted to Raw. But they're really being drafted to the island of relevancy or the ocean of obscurity. Tonight, they'll be rid of the failure at WrestleMania. So, Sokoa gets his tape out for his thumb for the Simone Spike. There you go. Um, we, go to second, we get the second round of Monday Night Raw. And oh boy, do I have a problem with the second round of this WWE Draft. And if you guys haven't noticed, I'm not reviewing Night 2 of the WWE Draft. I will do that on the next roundup. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins to SmackDown. Good. Finally. Put them on SmackDown. They're not ready for Monday Night Raw. They they were they were overexposed on Raw. Put them on SmackDown. Raw's first pick: Imperium, Gunther, Giovanni Vinci, and Ludwig Kaiser are all heading to Monday Night Raw, and I had a problem with that because number one, why is the Intercontinental Champion on Monday Night Raw? And by the way, everything. This is the draft. The draft officially... It, everything... Like, the changes for all the superstars, they take place right after Backlash. So, is um, Bobby Lashley winning the United States Championship? Is this... Where, because Bobby Lashley got drafted to SmackDown. So, is Bobby Lashley winning the US title? That way, Austin Theory can probably be a mid-card heel and... He can fight somebody like um, Matt Riddle. I mean, I would love to see that. That would be cool. Because Matt Riddle did get drafted on Monday Night Raw too. So Edge is on SmackDown now because why not? Edge is the mainstay. A legend on SmackDown. I'm glad Edge is on back is back on SmackDown because he needs something to do. But I don't want Edge to fight the Bloodline or Roman Reigns again. That's what I do not want. Because Edge is not beating Roman Reigns. Anyways, Street Profits cut a promo. They said they'll be they're back on SmackDown. Nothing has changed but the day they work on. We want the smoke. Is that what they said? This fucking match, this next match. Oh my goodness. For the fourth time tonight. The Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, still employed. Ricochet and Braun Strowman, still employed. The Latino World Order, Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wild, still employed. They've been booked like fucking jobbers for the last four months. Why the fuck are they on TV? I'm just telling the truth here. I'm not lying. I don't care what y'all say about the LWO. At the end of the day, I like the LWO, but they've been booked horribly for the last three months. I'm not really going to go over the rest of this match. The Street Profits won. This went nine minutes. Um, Ford hits Ricochet with the Frog Splash for the win. That's all you need to know. This was decent. I'll give it a five. Logical one. This didn't need to be on the show, but who am I to complain? Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a San Juan Street Fighter Backlash, which 
me and Cabo will review. Bad Bunny will be on SmackDown next week, which I will also review. And oh my god, another get off my TV legend, JBL. Oh my goodness. Oh my lord. JBL and Teddy Long. These motherfuckers here on my last nerve. JBL, get off TV. Teddy Long. Player, holler. Get off TV. Bastard. Bobby Lashley, Monday. Bobby Lashley, SmackDown. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bobby Lashley is SmackDown. SmackDown also picks the OC. AJ Styles, Meechin, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. This will all uh, be official right after Backlash. Drew McIntyre goes to Monday Night Raw. There were a lot of rumors that Drew McIntyre was going to AEW. Why the fuck would Drew McIntyre go to AEW knowing AEW has their own fucking problems with Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson on that fucking show next week? Fuck out of here. And... The Miz. The Miz remains on Monday Night Raw. Why did the Miz get fucking drafted? The Miz got drafted before Bailey, Io Sky, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Dakota Kai. And Bronson Reed. And Elias. Actually, never mind Elias, because I think Elias should be undrafted. Get him off TV. Also, the Miz got drafted before fucking Karrion Cross. This is fucking ridiculous. Just utterly, utterly ridiculous. <sighs> Another get off TV. Oh my goodness. Another still employed. Sonya Deville versus Selena Vega. Oh my god. This went four minutes too long. No rating. I'm sorry. This, one, this was a short match. So I'm giving this a no rate. Regardless, anyway. Also, why is Sonya Deville losing matches? That's my question. Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green are doing nothing. Break them up. Selena Vega needed a win, I know. But that does not mean it should be a fucking match. Rhea Ripley beats the shit out of Selena Vega. Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley goes for a riptide. Selena Vega counters into a DDT and she... Escapes the ring. So, um, Selena Vega versus Rhea Ripley Backlash. I don't care about this match whatsoever. At all. At all. Santos Escobar, they're excited over Selena Vega. Selena Vega says she's excited to perform in front of her family. Ray says no matter what everyone thinks of her, only she has to believe she can win. Mysterio fought with that mentality all the way to the Hall of Fame, and she can get to the she can get the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Ray. No disrespect to you, bro. You my dude. You've been my dude since 1999. My man, you my you my guy. But Selena Vega is not winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. What the fuck are you smoking? Whatever you're smoking in California, stop it. Because that's ridiculous. Selena Vega is not winning the SmackDown Women's Championship before fucking Bianca Belair gets on SmackDown. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The OC come out. AJ Styles is back. And he's ready. AJ Styles is back, everybody. Thank God AJ Styles is back. Otherwise, SmackDown would be a fucking disaster. The Viking Raiders cuts off AJ Styles. And they get beat up by Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles. And Styles hits Ivar with a phenomenal forearm. So the Viking Raiders already looking like fucking geeks. Lose, you know, fucking getting beaten down by the OC. Oh, by the way, didn't the OC and the Viking 
Didn't the OC and the Viking Raiders fight in 2019? All those matches they had on Monday Night Raw? I believe that's, I believe that's the case. Because they were fighting a lot in 2019. A lot. Too much. Anyway, Shawn Michaels comes out to give the final picks of the draft. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eosky to SmackDown. So, uh, uh, okay. So, damage, so all of Damage Control goes to SmackDown. Bianca Belair goes to SmackDown. So, I have a question. Who the fuck's winning the Raw Women's Championship? Is it going to end in a DQ? Because now Eosky is going to be on SmackDown with Bianca Belair at Backlash. So, we can't, we can't not have two... Okay, first of all, this is fucking weird because Eosky and Bianca Belair are fighting at Backlash for the Raw Women's Championship, but they're both going to be SmackDown women after Backlash. So who the fuck wins the Raw Women's Championship? Does the Raw Women's Championship, is it, does it end in a draw? Is Bianca still going to be Raw Women's Champion? Uh, I don't fucking know, and honestly, I don't care. Unify the women's titles! That's all I got. Unify the women's titles. All of the women's titles. Unify the women's tag team titles. Unify the women's titles. It's not that fucking hard. Matter of fact, have a fatal four-way. Bianca Belair, Io Sky, Rhea Ripley, and Selena Vega. All four of these women, fatal four-way match. Unify the women's tag. Unify the women's singles titles. Please. Shinsuke Nakamura to Raw. By the way, Shinsuke is facing Karrion Cross on SmackDown, which I will review. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn on SmackDown, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. So, they don't have any Women's Tag Team Champions. Which is why I've been saying, unify the fucking Women's Tag Team Titles and unify the Women's Titles. I'm going to say this for the last time. And then, they're going to be a supplemental draft. And, um, as I said earlier on, the Viking Raiders will buy... Yeah, yeah, they'll try to bite the heads off of Gallows and Anderson. Try to. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why I said that. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus the Viking Raiders next week. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Best thing on the entire show. By leaps and fucking bounds. Um, I'm going to go over this match really quickly. I'm not really going to go over the rest of this match because I, me reviewing this match is not going to do it any justice whatsoever. And this match was not better than the WrestleMania match. So I will say that. Um, Zayn hit a sunset for the powerbomb. He has a blue thunder bomb on Jay for a near fall. We got a commercial break after Jay Uso hits a super kick. Owens punches Jay off the apron. Owens tells Jimmy Uso to suck it. He hits him with a cannonball. Jimmy cuts him off with a right after Kevin Owens goes to the top rope. Jimmy goes for a superplex. Owens counts back with a fisherman buster off the second rope. Owens hobbles around. He goes, he hits a swanton bomb, but Jimmy Uso barely kicked out. Solo is watching backstage. Paul Heyman takes a phone call from Roman Reigns. Heyman then smiles and he tells, tells Solo Sokol he has given him the call. Tonight is Solo Sokol's night and he walks off and he's going to interfere in the match. Kevin Owens drops Jimmy Uso with a stunner for a near fall. Solo Sokoa comes out and slow walks the ring. Boot, they, he gets booed. Matt Riddle blindsides him and they brawl with him to the back. So Solo Sokoa and Matt Riddle, they're going to fight. They fight in the back. There you go. Um, the Usos hit Kevin Owens with double super kick. Yes, they, uh, uh, Josh hates this. Super kick, super kick, super kick. There you go. There was literally fucking eight or nine super kicks in this match alone. Yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, after the super kicks, um, Jimmy tags in, but um, Sami Zayn pulls Jay out of the ring. He sends him into the into the steel ring steps. Owen says Jimmy Uso with a stunner. He tags Sami Zayn in. Sami Zayn hits Jimmy Uso with the halluva kick for the win. This was a good match. I gave this match a eight. And Logic, I'll give it a four because there was a lot of bullshit involving this match. So uh, there you go. And um, the Usos, they are they they look disappointed about Solo Sokoa um, not being a factor in the match. Well, it's not. Well, first of all, it's not Solo Sokoa's fault that Matt Riddle attacked him. It's not the Usos' fault that Matt Riddle attacked Solo Sokoa. So he can probably get. Rid of he can he can get rid of Matt Riddle so yeah oh um I mean it's gonna be interesting because Paul Heyman did say that Solo Sokoa this was his night and I mean is Solo Sokoa I mean Solo Sokoa is already on SmackDown Matt Riddle is already on Raw um was SmackDown good um I would say it was solid was it a good show not necessarily. Not really. It, the draft was the most important thing, but I hate the fact that the draft has four picks in the first and second rounds. Like y'all do realize that um y'all do realize that um all the shit that's going on, you know, y'all do realize y'all could have more picks in the first round, right? We still like we have we we have a 2-hour show. There should be more picks for the first round in the WWE draft. I don't know. All right, everybody, that is SmackDown. As I'm going to recap all the picks for SmackDown and Raw. The Bloodline for, excuse me, this is for SmackDown. The Bloodline, Bianca Belair, The Street Profits, Edge, Bobby Lashley, The OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Mia Yim. Damage Control, Bayley, Dakota Kai, Eno Sky, and the Women's Tag Team Champions from NXT, Alba Fire, and Isla Dawn. Monday Night Raw, Cody Rhodes, Becky Lynch, Impedium, all of Impedium. Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, who got drafted before Shinsuke Nakamura. There you go. Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell. I will talk about night two of the WWE Draft on the next roundup, and hopefully you guys join me for that. Until next week, um, I will see you all next week for night two of the WWE Draft and more bullshit, probably, on SmackDown. Until then, on behalf of Cabo and Josh Jenkins, I'm Ben Charles. So long, everybody. See you all next week. Alright everybody, round number 13 is over with. We're now going to move into Monday Night Raw, May 1st, 2023 from Fort Worth, Texas. And I wish they were not in Texas because this show sucked! Horrendous show this was! Oh my goodness, this show sucked! It was rematches, the main event ending in a fucking DQ, The Miz lost in three minutes, and Alpha Academy loss again. This show sucked. WWE Draft Night Two. First round. First pick of the Night Two Draft. Rhea Ripley. Why? 
Why? Why? Why? Why are we swapping women's titles on this fucking show? Rhea Ripley is SmackDown Women's Champions, everybody. That's my point. Why are we swapping women's titles between two fucking brands? Also, why wasn't Selena Vega drafted? Selena Vega's on SmackDown, right? Selena Vega's on SmackDown. Bianca Belair's on SmackDown. EO Sky is on SmackDown, right? Yeah. Why? Why did Rhea Ripley get drafted to Raw? What the fuck she got to do with Raw? Well, maybe the Judgment Day, we're going to Raw. I think that's why. Judgment Day did go to Raw. SmackDown. Austin Theory. Okay, fine. Austin Theory, he can he can retain the U.S. title and go to SmackDown. Seth Rollins to Raw. Good. Kevin Austin, Sami Zayn. Raw. Now, I have a question. They're both tag team champions. Kevin Austin, Sami Zayn are Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. Um, have you guys forgot Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are both Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions? Which is why I've been saying for the last 10 years, UNIFY THE TAG TEAM TITLES! Actually, 5 years, never mind that shit! Charlotte Flair to SmackDown, who gives a fuck? The Usos, SmackDown, Judgment Day, Raw, The LWO, SmackDown, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Raw, good. Asuka, SmackDown, good. So she can still, but I have a question. Since Bianca Belair, apparently I'm hearing a report that Bianca and Rhea are gonna swap titles. I don't want them to swap fucking titles. Bianca Belair's reign is already ruined. Y'all have already ruined the entire draft already. And I don't want Asuka fighting Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship and then we give the belt to Asuka. That makes no fucking sense. The Brawling Brutes stay on SmackDown. Good. The New Day on Raw. Yeah. Good. Put them on Raw. We don't need them on SmackDown. They've been horrendous on SmackDown. Get them out of here. Trish Stratus, Raw. Karrion Cross, SmackDown. So you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? You go sit up here and tell me The Miz got drafted before Bronson Reed and Karrion fucking Cross. This company continues to insult my intelligence every single damn week. I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting sick of it. Monday Night Raw is the worst show in the history of professional wrestling right now. This show sucked. This draft was fucking a waste of everybody's time. This sucked. Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey to Raw. Why? Who gives a fuck? LA Knight to SmackDown. Braun Strowman to Ricochet. Raw. Shotzi Blackheart. Raw, uh, SmackDown, excuse me. Bronson Reed to Raw. Why didn't Bronson Reed get drafted on night one? I would have drafted Bronson Reed on night one. Who writes this garbage? Pretty Deadly from NXT to SmackDown. Good. I mean, I don't like Pretty Deadly like that, but they are. I'm hearing a lot of good things about them. They're going to be a good tag team. They're on SmackDown. Good. Alpha Academy, stay on Raw. I have another question too. Why are we drafting guys that are already on the fucking brand? For instance, the Judgment Day. They've been on Raw for the last year now. And they got drafted to Raw in this draft. Why are we drafting guys who are already on the goddamn brand? Why? 
Who writes this shit? Rick Boogs! Drafted a SmackDown. Why? He stinks! Kate Katana Chance and Caden Carter the Raw from NXT. Cameron Grimes. Finally Cameron Grimes gets called up. But he's on SmackDown. This draft was a waste of everybody's goddamn time. I cannot believe I'm sitting up here literally reviewing Raw and SmackDown. And also, I have another uh, point I want to bring up. What the fuck did Rick Boogs did? What did Rick Boogs get? What did he do to get drafted to SmackDown? Rick Boogs has wrestled three matches all year. And they all sucked. And they all lasted in under five minutes. Unbelievable. Waste of everybody's time. For it, like, here's my point. Why am I now? People are gonna be asking me, "What do you mean by guys being drafted on a brand? What do you mean they were already on the brand?" For instance, the Usos—they've been on SmackDown forever. They've been on SmackDown since what, 2019? Am I correct? Yes, I am correct. They've been on SmackDown since 2019. So why, why are they getting drafted to SmackDown? Why is Charlotte Flair being drafted to SmackDown? She was already on fucking SmackDown anyway. Why is the LWO getting drafted to SmackDown? They were already on fucking SmackDown. Legato Del Fantasma, before they trained, before they changed their goddamn name, they were already on SmackDown. Why are we drafting guys who are already on the goddamn brand? This pisses me off. My intelligence will not be insulted any longer. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. First match, Damage Control versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. By the way, both teams are on separate teams after the backlash. Liv Morgan and Raquel will be on Raw. Damage Control will be on SmackDown. Meanwhile, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez lost. Clean. This show sucks. This show sucks. Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy. This went nine minutes. No one cared. Chad Gable lost again. No one cared. Cody Rhodes attacked Brock Lesnar after Lesnar interrupted the draft. Cody beat the hell out of Brock Lesnar. And then Lesnar, um, you know, security had to break him up. So we so we still don't get a reason why Cody Rhodes attacked Brock Lesnar. Fuck it. This show sucks. I don't care about Cody Rhodes and Brock anytime soon. Because the match is probably going to last approximately, I'll say, eight minutes. That's the best I can give. Because this is not going to be a 15-minute match. This is not going to be a 20-minute classic. This is going to be around an 8- or 9-minute match. I guarantee you all the money in the world. This will not last no more than 9 minutes. I put all the money in the world. I will bet every amount of dollar that I have in my pocket right now. This lasts 9 minutes. This shit sucks. This feud sucks. This show was fucking horrible. Jimmy Uso lost clean to Matt Riddle. Actually, he did not clean. Actually, Matt Riddle did not pin Jimmy Uso clean. I apologize. Kevin Owens got involved. He um he put Jimmy Uso's head into an exposed turnbuckle, and Matt Riddle won. Who cares? Shinsuke Nakamura uh, beats the shit out of the Miz. So Nakamura is now feuding with the goddamn Miz. 
Shinsuke Nakamura went from a feud with Kadian fucking Cross, and he's fighting him on SmackDown. Shinsuke Nakamura went from Karrion Cross to The Miz. Who writes this shit? Judgment Day versus the LWO. Another rematch! This was a SmackDown! Another rematch! And they lost! The LWO lost again for the fourth time in a row! This sucks! Seth Rollins versus Solo Sokoa in the main event. It was a fucking DQ. No rating. Judgment Day LWO. Also, no rating. Because it was fucking awful. Number one. Number two, the LWO lost. No one cared. I did not care. And I'm sure most of you do not care. Matt Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. I gave it a five. And logical one. Best I can give. Damage Control versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. I gave it a, I gave it a six. Logic. Zero. And then Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy. No rating. Unbelievable. Seth Rollins versus Solo Sokoa, and I like both men. Seth Rollins and Solo Sokoa. I love both men. They are one of my favorite... They're, they're some of my favorite wrestlers right now in WWE. Solo Sokoa and Seth Rollins. But. But. Hold on, everybody. But. It was a DQ because of the Usos. So the Usos attacked Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens Sami Zayn came out. Matt Riddle came out. And, um... Yeah. That was that. Yep. So the Usos, they get held off by Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Matt Riddle, and Kevin Owens. Is this going to be a fucking eight-man tag? Is this where we're going with this shit? Huh? Is this what we're doing for Backlash because Seth Rollins got attacked by the Usos? Is this what's going on here? Huh? Give me a fucking break. This shit sucked. This show was fucking god-awful. Monday Night Raw was terrible. Oh my goodness. Good lord, this show sucked. We're gonna review AEW Dynamite right after this. Jesus Christ. Before we go to AEW Dynamite, here are all of the other guys who I did not mention. They were all drafted to Monday Night Raw. Here are all of the names at this time. Akira Tozawa. Get off TV. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Still employed. Dana Brooke. Still employed. Emma, still employed. Inda Sher, still employed. Johnny Gargano, still employed. Nikki Cross, still employed. Odyssey Jones, who? Who cares? Piper Niven. Okay, Piper Niven. I, I, I feel like she's better on SmackDown. Piper Niven's a great wrestler. Riddick Moss, why? Tegan Knox, still employed. Zia Lee, still here and still employed. Give me a break. This draft, waste of time, everybody. By the way, on SmackDown, the... Uh, SmackDown Lowdown. No, that was a SmackDown Lowdown. I just mentioned. On Raw Talk, who watches Raw Talk? I don't know. Grayson Waller to SmackDown and Tamina to SmackDown. Who is still employed? There you go. Now it's AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite review, May 3rd, 2023. I'm going to recap AEW Dynamite in very briefly because not a lot happened on this show. Um, Wardlow beat up a jobber, it went one minute, I gave it a no rating, it sucked, 
Plus, Stefan Smith was in the fucking um, referee in the match. There you go. You all know how I feel about Stefan Smith. He's a fucking goon. He stinks. He's awful at his job. By the way, Stefan Smith refereed three matches on this show. Three matches on this show. There was nobody else on this show. Where was Mike Posey? Where was Audrey Edwards? Where was... I mean, Audrey Edwards refereed the women's match, but where was everybody else? That was ridiculous. I don't know. Orange Cassidy, Bandito, Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. This went 10 minutes. It was boring. I gave it a 5 and logic 0 because, number 1, Matt Menard should have not been on the show. Number 2, Darren Garcia got a title shot for no fucking reason next week, which I will review. And, number 3, Roderick Strong did not need to make a his AEW debut in this specific match. This could have been just a 6-man tag. I would have actually been fine with a 6-man tag. Instead... It was an eight-man tag. For no reason. Once again, who writes this shit? And by the way, AEW has a new creative coordinator. This motherfucker's name is Will Washington. May I ask, for the 1,494th time, who the flying hell is Will Washington? Who is that? That sounds like one of my father's co-workers at a factory somewhere. Are you fucking kidding me? Who is Will Washington? AEW creative coordinator. Yeah, you can coordinate your ass off fucking TV. As a matter of fact, get out of this fucking company because already you're doing a horrible job. You're not even one week into your job. You already suck. Why did Christian Cage call out Wardlow for a TNT Championship match? This man got buried alive by Jungle Boy. And this man gets a title shot. Dale Garcia lost tonight on this show. Gets the title shot next week. May I ask, why the fuck are we handing out title shots like fucking Jolly Ranchers? What is going on? Who writes this garbage? So Ray versus Willow Nightingale. Second best thing on this entire show. This was actually a solid match. Willow Nightingale looked good. Soraya, she looked okay in this match. Even though uh, Soraya and Willow Nightingale didn't have a lot of ring chemistry. But that's okay, because Soraya is a heel, so it makes sense for Willow Nightingale to beat her up for a bit, and then Soraya hits her move, which is called the Good Night, and she wins the match. One, two, three, Willow Nightingale loses in eight minutes, but I got a very quick complaint. Very quick. All of y'all are talking about the Britt Baker t-shirts, where you know, her with the black eye on it, and people are saying AEW is promoting domestic violence. You guys are the same people. The same exact people that support Orange Cassidy putting his fucking hands in his pockets like a fucking goon. And this motherfucker is still employed in this company. It's Orange Cassidy. You people actually promote and condone that garbage. Get that shit off TV. Will and I get lost. I gave it a five and a half. They actually tried. This was this was a solid match, but. I mean, if I gave this a 7, I'd be a little bit generous, but I'd give it a 5.5, maybe a 6. I'll give it a 6. Logic, probably a 1, because Soraya needed a win, so there you go. Oh boy, this next match. Oh my goodness. Wardlow against a jobber, as I mentioned earlier on, went 1 minute, no rating. Um, Semi-main event. Oh my goodness. Cabo's favorite Bullet Club member, Juice Robinson, is still employed. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks in the semi-main event. Ricky Starks beat Juice Robinson in 11 minutes. This was... This was okay. Was it a good match? Not really. No. No. I didn't care about this match at all. Because Ricky Starks is treated with Jay White. And Ricky Starks need to win. So why not have him beat Juice Robinson on this fucking piece of shit show. Then have Ricky Starks get beat up by Jay White at the end. Who the fuck cares about this fucking feud? Ricky Starks went from the world title to fighting Jay White. Jay White, who has not won a match except the one against Commander. He, Jay White as well, so one match, one, ever since coming to AEW. I'll give this a six and a half. This was decent, this was solid, but this was, but this was not something I cared about at all. At all, I don't care about this at all. Oh, by the way, Blackpool Combat Club beat up everybody, as usual. You know, they do their thing. Um, what else happened on this show? What was the main event of this show? Oh, oh my goodness, I gotta talk about this match. Oh my god. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara, excuse me, Darby Allen and Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara and the world champion MJF. Neither of these four men can lose a match. This is the go-home show, by the way, to double or nothing. This is a tag team match on this fucking horrendous AEW Dynamite. Main event, I might add. First of all, last week, the match ended in a fucking DQ between Darby and Sammy, right? Ending in a DQ. So, Tony Khan made this match for no reason next week. So, Sammy Guevara is apparently, uh, like, they, they were teasing this until the finish of the match. Sammy Guevara came off like, Sammy Guevara at the end came off like the biggest geek in the history of Western civilization. This man super kicked MJF, stared at him, looked at him as if he actually meant to do that, then almost got rolled up by Jungle Boy, and then within a minute and a half, gets pinned by Darby Allen. Sammy Guevara lost, the world champion MJF lost on this fucking show. Will Washington, whoever your fucking name is, if you're writing this shit backstage, you gotta go. You're getting your ass whooped if you're writing this show. You're not even one week into this job. You already stink. And I still don't know who you are. Darby Allen and Jungle Boy won in the main event. I gave it a 7. Logic, I'll give it a 1. That's the best I can... Actually, a 0. Never mind that shit. Give it a 0. MJF lost for no fucking reason. Sammy Guevara lost for no reason. Dar Darby Allen won a match for no reason. I mean, Dynamite was decent, but better. It was better than last week, but I'm not saying that much. It wasn't. Let's just say Dynamite last week was 30%. Dynamite was at 50%. And that's not. That's not an. That's not an upgrade. That is not an upgrade. Wait, everybody, buddy. But anyway, everyone. Excuse me. I sounded like a fucking goon right there. That's the rest of this roundup. Roundup 12 and 13. AEW Dynamite was. It was not good, but it was not bad either. And there was some shit on the show I didn't care about. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I forgot to mention, there was a Trios Battle Royale. Oh my god, it was so bad, I didn't even mention it on this show. I'm giving it a no rating. I don't care who won. Number one. 
the acclaimed won. No one cares. Number two, the Butcher and the Blade and Kip Sabian was in this match. Kip Sabian looked like a fucking raspberry out there. I don't know what the fuck was he wearing tonight. Jesus, God Almighty. Good Lord. Anyway, Lucha Bros and Vikingo was out there. Who else was in this match? Oh, Tony Nese still employed. Tony Nese and his fucking goons were out there for no goddamn reason. And then there was another group in there. I believe, was it? It wasn't the Kingdom. It wasn't the Kingdom. They're fucking goons, by the way. I, I don't like Mike Bennett under no shape or form right now. I do not like Mike Bennett at all. He's booked like a fucking goon. It's ridiculous. Um, who was in this match? Oh, Best Friends was in this match as well. Trent, um, no. Yeah, it was Danhausen, Chuck Taylor, and Trent, I believe. Were, were they in this match? Actually, who gives a fuck about this match? No one cares. It sucked. It was awful. No rating. Anyway, that's the rest of the roundups. I will see you all for WWE Backlash. That's our next review. I will not review. I will not do the roundup next week, but I will do Backlash with Cabo next week. And double or nothing the week after that. Until then, I'll see you all next week. I'm Ben Charles. So long, everybody.